Welcome to the Journey Living Podcast, where we take on the real life topics while inspiring you toward hope and healing in God's Word. Join Pastor Mark Bird along with speaker, Christian life coach, Shannon Meyer, as they guide you through a roadmap, gaining fresh vision and inspiration for going forward on your journey, encouraging you to run your race with endurance that is set before you. Hey guys, it's Mark Bird again, another super fun episode of Journey Living and once again I have the privilege and honor of being in the studio live with Shannon Meyer. Shannon thanks again for being here with me and wow we're taking deep breaths on this one Shannon because this particular episode is one that kind of hits home. It sure does and this episode is because we are headed into Father's Day weekend. And it's here that I know for many that can be a sticky subject. Um, Some of us don't have good role models, don't have a good example of what a good father looks like. And our, our episode this week is called Where Have All the Good Men Gone? And I know just for America alone, we have now earned the title of a fatherless nation which breaks my heart. And I have to think, where have all the good men gone? And it also makes me think, God, if you're a good, good father, like we read about, we sing about, why so much sadness? Why so much heartache? Why do you allow these things in our lives? So today could be sensitive for some people. Um, I know For this month, um, this is a very delicate month because there are people struggling without their father. There are people who have lost their father. Some have never known their father. It's kind of like on Mother's Day. I think it's a joyous time for mothers, but it can be so gut-wrenching for those that don't have a mother or could never be a mother. Or maybe you're a man wishing that you could be a father. So I know sometimes this can be sensitive. So we want to be sensitive to everyone listening today. But I think our point in this is knowing regardless what your earthly father looks like, whether he did a stellar job or he is totally obsolete. I want you to know this friends, God in heaven is a good father and he does love us. So today, Mark, talk to us about where have all the good men gone? And you being a father of five and a great representation of what a godly man should look like. Where have the men gone? Why do we see this exit of men in the lives of our families today? Well, Shannon, and I think I have to start off by answering it this way because we've talked about it here in recent episodes as well. And what's happening is we have an enemy and he is attacking what I would call the very fabric of our lives. Mm-hmm. And the crux of that, Shannon, is the families. So if the devil, you know, Paul Harvey wrote a thing, if I were the devil. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. And so I'm kind of going off of that. If I were the devil, I would attack families in that I would get the father to not want to be present, first of all. And then what happens, Shannon, I mentioned, I think in last week's episode, I was in prison recently doing some ministry in there. And you want to talk about a manifestation of fatherless people. Oh, yeah. And and it's not to point a finger, but what it is, is to point 
my finger at Satan to say, I see, it was funny, I was sitting in a prayer meeting this morning and this lady was sharing and she said, just like my grandma used to say, <laughs> old slew foot sticking his nose and sticking his fingers into places they shouldn't be. And you know where he's sticking them, Shannon? He's sticking them in the middle of the family. Mm-hmm. And because all he has to do is divide the fathers from their children. And there's something so spiritual and so biblical about that. That is exactly what's happening. And Shannon, you might be sitting there and maybe you're in a situation where it's totally out of your control. And most of the times it is for the child, but maybe there was a death or maybe, hello, you never knew your father. Right. And then the flip side of that, Shannon, Maybe you did. Mm. Yeah. And the father who was abusive or angry or was there, but he was absent. And maybe, you know, he just came in gruff and tough, laid on the couch and hardly spoke to you. He maybe grunted and and you never felt that nurturing, that hugging, that loving. And it's here that um, I'm reminded of those of us who have been rejected by our dads or don't have a dad. Here's what I know is This is just a very interesting side note to think about this. For the person who doesn't have the earthly father that you can turn to, there is no one in the way for you to call out to your dad. Now, I want to spin that just a minute because somebody's like, well, gosh, I wish I had that dad. I get that. But here's the thing. And not that our fathers, our good fathers are in the way. But for that person who's been rejected and abandoned and you feel so alone, God is saying, listen, I know if I would have, if you would have been given this father here on earth, he would be the first person you would run to. Right. Right. But for those of us who didn't have that father, my goodness, guess who you run to first now? The heavenly father. That's right. And it's there that, um, and I'm not giving a dig on, I, I, I hope everyone listening had a wonderful father, but I know they didn't. And so many times we think, well, we've, we've been shortchanged. We've been slighted somehow. Well, maybe not. Because if you are abandoned, if you've been rejected, or you've never known your dad, you get the best of the best yes, father. Amen. Like he, there's no one greater than God himself. And so I've learned to think of that myself, that instead of feeling negative about the situations that I can't change, and you said that, you're born into the family who procreates, you know, your yes, mother and dad that yes. that was given to you. Maybe God just needed their DNA to produce you. And that was it. I know there's been children out of rape that you're like, why would God allow that? I don't know. I can't answer that. But he must have needed both the male and the woman's DNA to make you for such a time as this. That's right. For the plan that he has for your life. And so it's here that I, I want to encourage somebody and I, I want to talk to that girl, first of all, because I'm, I'm, I'm a female. And I know those with daddy issues, there's just a gamut of, of struggles that go with that. But instead of spending an entire lifetime of wishing and yearning for an earthly father, could I just encourage you girls today to run into the arms of the father of all fathers, the best daddy that you could ever have gotten, instead of rehearsing, why did you do this? Why did you not care? Why did you leave our family? Why did you abandon? Could I just ask you just to change your language, to change your thought process today of where have all the good guys gone? Well, maybe they have 
exited in America. But our Father will never leave us nor forsake us. Yeah, Shannon, and I know that there's somebody listening today that, as you mentioned, they have daddy issues because of abandonment, because of abuse, because of a myriad of different things. But I'm going to tell you that, and we've talked about this in a previous episode, Shannon, it still boils down to a choice. And here's what I'm saying, Shannon, even now you shared um, your perspective from a female, I can share my perspective from the male side. Mm -hmm. And I got to tell you, Shannon, my my own father uh, had made some choices that were really bad and landed him into a really bad predicament as a result of his behavior and his lifestyle. And I remember that uh, me being a Christian, me being a believer, Mm -hmm. I had a conversation with him and he threw up in my face. He said, well, you're supposed to honor your father and mother. Mm. And so you have to honor me no matter what I did. And I said, "Um, I, I would love to as soon as you give me something to honor. Wow. But here's what I'm saying about this, Shannon. I still had a choice. I could let my life be a train wreck Mm -hmm. for the rest of my life and ruin my life. Or I could say, but I have a heavenly father that does not treat me that way, does not talk to me that way, and does not do the things. You know, you talk about where have all the good men gone? Well, I know this, that man will let you down, but Mm -hmm. God will never let you down. I want to share out of 2 Corinthians 6 and verse 18. This is God himself saying, I will be a father to you and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. He made us that promise, Shannon, so that guess what? Who's that promise to? Those people who don't feel like they have a a, a good father, right? That, that That they feel abandoned. He said, I'll be a father to the fatherless. And that is a great and precious promise. So I can either waller in my own self-pity and say, my dad was bad. Okay. And lay down and die, so to speak. Or I could say, but I have a heavenly father that I know is real and that he loves me. I want to read this one last scripture here real quick, Shannon, before I turn this over to you, because this is out of Matthew chapter seven, and I'm going to read um, verses here because I want you to see and hear the heart of the father and what he's saying. Because first of all, in these, in these introductory verses, I want you to know these because you've heard them before. And it says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. And it's a very familiar passage of scripture. And it says, for everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. Here we go. This is in context, Shannon. Remember, this is all the heart of the Father. Or what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? And here's what I'm getting at right here. Verse 11, Matthew 7. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? And Shannon, I think it boils down to this. 
if you don't have a good relationship or experience with your earthly father, you do have a heavenly father who wants to lavish his love upon you. And yes, you may not be accustomed to that. Yes, you may have never experienced that before. But if you believe, if you ask, you'll receive. If you knock, it'll be opened. Listen, your heavenly father wants to show you what a good man is. That's awesome, Mark. And I love that you have talked about how he can be that for us. And you know why he can? Because he had the greatest example. Jesus has the father of all fathers. And it's throughout Psalms and many verses where he speaks about taking care of the fatherless. He talks about those, um, the widow. He said, because it says this in Psalm 68, four and five, sing to God, sing in praise of his name, extol him who rides on the clouds, rejoice before him. His name is the Lord, a father to the fatherless, a defender of widows is God in his holy dwelling. That means that is who he is. That is yes. his character. And we can't deny that. You can't deny someone's character. Somebody may say, well, that's their personality. Well, if that's their character, that's truly who they are. But oftentimes I am led back to um, the verse that I just love. I'm turning to it now, Mark. It's in Zephaniah. And I have struggled too with my identity. Uh, my father left our home when I was four. And um, just a struggle throughout my life and, and having those issues and thinking, you know, why did that happen to our family? You know, God, where are you in this? And why would you allow such things to happen? But it's in Zephaniah. And many of you know the verses about him singing and dancing over us. And I just want to read this to you because this is something I'm going to be speaking on this summer at my own conference. And I love, love, love. And Mark, you can see in my Bible, it is just written like crazy. <laughs> yes, it is. But it's Zephaniah 3. 14, and it says, sing, O daughter of Zion, shout aloud, O Israel. So I just want to talk to the ladies right now. Mark, you've got the guys. I'm going to talk to the girls in, in my heart. It says, be glad and rejoice with all of your heart. O daughter of Jerusalem, the Lord has taken away your punishment. He has turned back your enemy. I just want to say, sometimes when we have been abandoned, rejected by our fathers, there's no one there, that manly, that manhood to protect. God is saying, I'm there for you. And many times I know kids have said, well, was I the reason for the divorce or the kids fought all the time? And kids sometimes will often own the, the, the reason that happens in a family. I, I counsel a lot of kids right now. And that's not true either. But it goes on to say, because I, I just want to talk about that, just sometimes we, we think of punishment in our family unit when, when things have gone awry and the enemy has destroyed our family. The Lord is the King of Israel is with you. Never again will you fear any harm. For a little girl, when they don't have a daddy to protect them, that is the greatest place for the enemy to come in and, right. and to have fear. And so women and young girls will turn to men for that protection. Take care of me because that is how God made things a God of order. It was yes. the father, the mom, the children. And so when that is a gaping hole in your life, um, you're looking for that protection. He says, the Lord, the King of Israel is with you. Never again will you ever fear any harm. And on that day, they will say to Jerusalem, do not fear, O Zion. Do not let the hands hang limp. 
the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. And here it is. He will take delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. And he will rejoice over you with singing. Some versions say that he dances over you. And I know for a little girl, Mark, there's nothing greater than a little girl. And just picture this standing on the feet of her father, you know, and dancing around a room. There's no greater place for a girl to be in the arms of the daddy who loves them. And for those of us who don't have that, I just want you to just meditate here in Zephaniah 3, starting in verse 12, where he talks about you being the daughter. He talks about you Oh, daughter. It's not just daughter. It's mm. oh, daughter. You can hear his, his love, his compassion saying, I have this for you. I will take great delight in you. And in my Bible, I wrote, he pursues you. When it says he will quiet you with his love, that means he's going to give you peace. Yes. And when he will rejoice over you with singing, that means he is a God of passion. And for women, we're ooey and gooey, so we need all those things, Mark but it starts with our daddies. Mm. And I think what happens is when we don't get that, then you go chasing and looking after love in all the wrong places. <laughs> and Amen. then it's, isn't it just like the enemy to set you up for, because of one thing happened in your family? Well, let's just add to that mountain of, of distress and that injury and that heartache and despair. And so then you'll get with another man and that adds on top and another and another and another. And then before you know it, you're sitting in a pit wallowing from something that happened when you were a little girl or midway through life where your dad was absent, left, abandonment. And then you begin to believe the lies of the enemy that guess what? Well, if my dad left, well, God will leave too. Or if my husband left, God will leave me too. And that's where I, I want this verse to um, resonate with women to know. And if you read on, it says, I will rescue the lame and gather those who have been scattered. So many of us as women um, feel like we've just been tossed aside. And God said, I will rescue you. And it's just like a big daddy calling home and saying, come home. I'm going to take care of you. That is really good, Shannon. I want to speak to the men because we're talking today about where have all the good men gone. And, you know, it's good to take inventory, I'll say, Shannon. So, men, I want to speak to you today, and I want to ask you to take inventory. And Colossians chapter 3 it tells us literally what our Christian home should be like. And it's okay if you, maybe you find yourself in the category and say, I, I, I don't really feel like I fit the label of being a good man. Uh, but you can change that today. Again, we talk about this a lot, Shannon. Everything happens by a decision, mm -hmm. right? And who we decide to follow. And Jesus said, pick up your cross daily and follow me. So it is a decision. But hear this in Colossians 3, starting in verse 19. Husbands, love your wives and don't be bitter toward them. Mm. Okay, interesting. Well, I thought we were talking about fathers would be children well hold your horses here's the next verse children obey your parents in all things for this is well pleasing to the lord okay dads rubber meets the road right here verse 21 colossians 3 fathers do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged how do you discourage your children provoke them right. and fathers i don't even have to explain what that is because honestly you know 
You know what it is to provoke your children because they will become discouraged. And that is when (laughs) I can say from all experience that uh, you're no longer going to be a good man in their eyes if you have discouraged them. We want you to be aware of encouraging them, speaking life to them, right, and telling them they can do it. If you find yourself saying these things that we should never say as dads, you're never going to amount to anything. I can't tell you because I've done prison ministry for years and years and years, and I hear this a lot coming from from boys that are in prison, Mm -hmm. right, Shannon? They say, I was always told that I would never amount to anything and I would never do anything uh, productively in society. And those words... I guarantee you will discourage and they will carry those things for years to come. That's so good, Mark, because I also too have been in the juvenile detention centers and I've worked with the young men who have the exact same thing. And we've talked about generational curses and it's there that it says our our sins will go to the third and fourth generation. Mm. And so I want to speak to the man as well as you have, Mark, to, to remember that what is happening here, the sinful life, the sinful decisions, the lack of being a father or parenting, and this is for women as well, that this will carry on for three and four generations, not just down to your son or daughter now, but to their sons and daughters and to their sons and daughters, multiple generations. And I think what we can do as men and women is to say the line stops here. Right. I know families that have, you can just see a father act one way and they say, well, you should have known his dad. And then, and then his father was worse at some point in time. And I think you've said it great today, Mark, is that it's a choice and you have to make the decision that the buck stops here. I don't care if that's with alcoholism, if that's with pornography, if that's with abuse, if that's with treating your wife terribly, you can stop that. And I want to encourage the person who's listening and you said it to him, Mark, I haven't been a good father. Well, here's the great thing about God. He is a God of redemption and he loves to make things new. We have a creative father. So just because you've blown it and moms, this is for you too. God is a merciful dad and he will say, you know what? I know you didn't do it so well then, but let's try again now. And and I love many times we don't fail a test. He'll just say, do it again. And that's being a good dad to say, you know, I'm not going to scold you for for making a mess of things. But just like Jesus said to the woman caught in adultery or to the woman at the well, to people that he met, um, to the man laying at the pool of Bethesda, it was always go and sin no more. There wasn't a condemnation. There wasn't a you did this. Now you're that. Nobody ever needs to know. Even someone who's listening today says, I have blown it as a dad. Maybe someone's listening and you're probably in your car or somewhere and saying, do they know my life? You've left your home. You've left your family, maybe for another woman, for a career. Your family has fallen apart and you're like, I'm too far gone. Well, I don't always believe that because I believe our God is a God of impossibilities and God is a God of restoration. Well, maybe they've gone on and remarried or maybe there's been a death and there isn't something you can change permanently because you by death or divorce or another marriage that that is in place now. But what you can do is you can pick up right where you've left off 
and you can become the man God has created you to be from this day forward. You can put a marker in the sand, in your yard, in your Bible, buy a piece of jewelry. I don't know. I've done that before. I have a blue rock that it was where the Lord just said, you know, put, put that, it's just like with Joshua and the, the 12 tribes, put these rocks and make this a monument that today is the day, the day you're hearing this, I am done being a lazy father, a worthless father, an absent father. I've got to go make things right. Even if you've blown it and they've, you'll say, they're not going to accept my apology. Here's what I know God is is for us. And when we do it God's way, he can do miraculous things. It's going to take time. It's going to take a process. But God can restore everything that the enemy has meant for harm. And we see that through Joseph's life over and over again. We see that with his brothers and even the, you know, leaving him for dead. And, and things happened in Joseph's life that was not part of his plan. And maybe something's happened to you dads that you're like, I didn't create this. Like my wife left me and took my kids. Right. I want to talk to that dad. That's like, I didn't even create this. You know, you guys are harping on the bad dads <laughs> Well, yeah. to the dad who did everything right. I want to encourage you with this. Don't give up. God will reward you with your faithfulness, with your endurance. If you seek his face, I guarantee you, he will give you double for your trouble. And one of the things I, I take away from Job's story is just that my first half wasn't that great, Mark, but I want to tell mm. you, my second half of my life has been amazing. Yes. And I have created a family that I could have only have dreamed of when I was growing up. And so it's there that God has given me double for my trouble. And it's there that I'm not angry at anything that my parents have done. We all live in a fallen world. We all come from each you know, our own uh, pedigree, we have people coming in from each side of our family, giving us our own DNA to say, this makeup is of you and this makeup is of you. It's funny, we have grandbabies now and, and we see um, myself in our grandchildren. I see my mm -hmm. husband, I see my daughters, I see their husbands. And so all of this DNA is being poured <laughs> into a child. But it also means that that is important because as these generational curses can go on and go on, we have to be careful how we carry ourselves as dads and moms. But today so we're focusing good. on the dad. Shannon, you're so right on. I have to say this because I'm I'm still stuck in the uh, coming from the dad perspective, right? And and I think about this, Shannon, because both of us, you and I both, we didn't have great father earthly father experiences. Right. But yet look, look at us. And I'm not saying that to draw attention to ourselves, Shannon, but we had a choice to make and we did make the choice. That's right. And we decided that we were going to overcome in spite of what our earthly father experiences were. I, I want to take us uh, as we wrap up here to Psalm 103. And, and this is a familiar passage of scripture, Shannon. I guess we would all say, amen. This is what I want for my life. Verse 12 of Psalm 103, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'd say, yes, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You <laughs> removed my sins. But I, you know me, Shannon, I got to take it in context because the next verse is in context. And this is what it says. Verse 13, as a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. Mm. 
is there a direct correlation <laughs> here? Yeah. Right? How we pity our children. And and listen, Shannon, I'll be the first to say, do my children frustrate me? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But it says don't provoke them because you'll discourage them. And then here mm-hmm. it is saying, as a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. Mm-hmm. If I fear the Lord and I want my sins to be cast as far as the east is to the west, I better pity my children. Amen. That is a wonderful place to stop today. Well, we hope you've been encouraged by this word today. And just be encouraged as Father's Day comes upon us. Love your dad. Give him a hug. I know it is a hard time to raise children and many men out there, good godly men and great examples of what God has called you to be. And for the man who feels like I've blown it, I I blew it with my family. Listen, God is a God of redemption. So I want to encourage you today. Go back and make the wrongs that have been made, make them right. Yeah. And and turn your life around and turn your family around because God is a God of wonder working miracles. And I believe he can do that with you today as well. Thanks again for joining us here at Journey Living. And we are so excited that you will join us next week at this same time. We'll see you then. Uh-huh.